All right, we're talking about the week four action across the NFL and the predictions that were made and how well we did. We're going to start and work our way from Sunday morning. Sunday morning, we're looking at the Jaguars and the Falcons. This game was not close uh, either. It was a 23-7 victory for the Jaguars. They basically play in London every single year now, and so they're comfortable there. The Falcons were not comfortable at all that whole game, and the Jaguars did manage to beat them 23-7. to The Dolphins suffered a, an embarrassing 28-point loss to the Buffalo Bills, which I did not see coming. I thought if they did lose, it would be closer than that. Uh, basically, Buffalo came in and said, well, we are the kings of the East, and we're going to prove it. They win 48-20 to in a massive game from both Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. The Broncos, surprise, upset the Chicago Bears, 31-28, to and they were a team that we thought were probably going to lose to the Bears, but lo and behold, they score 17 points in the fourth quarter and rally, have a come-from-behind victory there and celebrate as the Bears decide on fourth and one not to kick the field goal, but to go ahead and go for it. They did not convert. They lost as a result. The Ravens absolutely dominated the Cleveland Browns 28-3. Of course, biggest storyline there, Deshaun Watson did not play, but I don't really know that it would have made much of a difference if he did. Uh, The Ravens were absolutely taking advantage of the defense all day of the Cleveland Browns and scored multiple touchdowns, the first time that has happened on the Browns' defense all season. The Vikings finally got back on track with a win over the Panthers, a 21-13 victory. Justin Jefferson ends up scoring two touchdowns in that game, and he is at a place now where he is back to his regular form, scoring touchdowns as well as getting a bunch of yards, uh, and the Packers, or the Vikings, excuse me, beat the Panthers 21-13. The Rams, thanks to Puka Nakua, managed to come into Indianapolis and stave off a come-from-behind attempt that they had been pulling to where they tied the game at 23 in overtime. Matthew Stafford finds Puka Nakua, scores the game-winning touchdown, and when they were trying to give him the game-winning ball, he was rushing in off the field and almost didn't get to the locker room in time to get the game-winning ball. Uh, Puka Nakua right now seems to be one of the best rookies in the NFL. We'll see how much that changes if and when Cooper Cup comes back. The Buccaneers managed to pull off the upset against the Saints on the road. They won 26-9, and Baker Mayfield again playing very solid football, not turning the ball over a whole lot, not making bad decisions, and they end up having a day with 25-32, 246 yards, three passing touchdowns for Baker, and one interception to win 26-9. The Commanders pushed the Eagles to the limit and they absolutely were this close to winning that game had it not been for overtime where the Eagles took over, managed to get a stop, and then score the game-winning field goal to win 34-31. to But if you are an Eagles fan, you got to be just a little worried that your offense is not clicking like this, like this time last year they were. You know, yes, A.J. Brown just had a massive game with 175 yards, randomly drug-tested, by the way, Uh, after a game like that to see if he was, you know, dosing with steroids. Uh, That's always funny how that happens after a massive game. A player gets a letter in their locker saying, hey, we want to make sure that you're doing this organically and not with any outside help. But I I just look at the Eagles, and I don't see a Super Bowl contender yet. Uh, The Bengals got absolutely boat raced 
by the Tennessee Titans. It it was not a game. Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow was under attack that entire game. I'm amazed he walked out from that game healthy. And so uh, if you're a Bengals fan right now, you are one win or one loss away, I should say, from being in dead last in the AFC North with no hope of recovering in time if you can't right that ship. The Chargers managed to beat the Raiders 24-17. The score is a lot closer than it really should have been. Uh, The Raiders were able to pull back into the game toward the end of the fourth. But the main takeaway there, as we mentioned a moment ago, Khalil Mack had six sacks in that game. Uh, That's a record for their franchise. Six sacks in that game. And absolutely was just in the face of Aiden O'Connell because Jimmy Garoppolo had a concussion and could not play. The Cowboys embarrassed the Patriots 38-3. to We're at a point now where Bill Belichick is getting embarrassed more than he's embarrassing other teams, and that's got to be a concern. Ezekiel Elliott did not have a good day coming back. Really no one on the Patriots' side had anything of note. Dak Prescott took care of the football very well. They win 38-3. to The 49ers stomped the Cardinals 35-16. to This was another opportunity to watch a Incredible star of the NFL go off. Christian McCaffrey had four touchdowns, three rushing, one receiving, and just was all over the field and made the Cardinals pay for them not taking his ability seriously. The Chiefs ended up beating the Jets in a struggle win, 23-20. to And Mahomes, for the first time in his career in the NFL, but also in college as well, was outplayed by his you know, counterpart, On the opposite side of the field, Zach Wilson, lo and behold, managed to take Mahomes to the brink of defeat, but Mahomes managed to pull it out there at the end. And finally, the Pittsburgh Steelers got embarrassed, 30-6 by the Houston Texans. Mike Tomlin promised after the game that changes will be made because they have to be made. I don't think if you're a Steelers fan like I am that you believe that because we could have made these changes in the offseason. We chose to stick with Matt Canada. This is what we get. The final thing that needs to be talked about, a couple of practice windows have been opened. Cooper Cup's practice window has been opened, so he's going to start practicing again. If he cannot come off of IR after that 21-day window, he will be placed back onto IR and, to my knowledge, cannot come off of it for the rest of the season. Jonathan Taylor has also had his practice window opened, and he looks like he's going to be able to come back here in week five, still not wanting to really stay with the Colts, but the Colts aren't really listening to any offers right now and haven't really gotten a solid offer in the last several days so that there's really nothing moving on this. Looks like Jonathan Taylor's going to be sticking it out in Indy for at least the rest of this season, unless a massive running back injury happens to a team that could desperately use to get a running back. Cleveland, I'm looking at you. Now, as we close this episode out, There were some injuries that were sustained on Sunday, and some of them were very catastrophic in the sense that they're going to be out for the rest of the season. I'm not going to be able to tell you about all of them, but I'll tell you about the ones that I know that I think will have a massive impact. Tredavious White ruptured his Achilles on Sunday and is out for the rest of this season. This comes just two seasons after he tore his ACL and was out for that year too. So you got to feel for Tredavious White, a non-contact injury, He's out for the rest of the season. It looked like at one point that Kenny Pickett was out for the rest of the season as well. On a sack taken by the Houston Texans, he got up and was very heavily favoring his knee 
And after initial testing, they said, we don't think it's an ACL, but we do think it, it might be an MCL injury. Well, the good news is it's a deep bone bruise, and he is expected to be okay, may not even miss any time. Uh, but if Matt Canada doesn't go, maybe he should miss a couple of weeks so that he can at least be healthy when he comes back onto the field for Matt Canada to try to kill him. Now, last part about this, too. If you are a fantasy football player, Pat Fryermuth is out for about two to three weeks with a hamstring injury. He will be coming back, but it's going to be a few weeks. So Darnell Washington would be a pretty decent pickup for you if you're in a deep league where tight ends are not really abundant on the free agent pickup. But if you can't get that, I would try to find a, a team that is willing to trade you a tight end for the next few weeks and see what you got. With all that being said, thanks for listening. This has been the Week 4 Recap, and we'll see you again next time.